What series is that from? Uh, that's from the hit band Proto Man. Are you almost done with that burrito? Oh, fuck, Jupiter, you're welcome right. back. Keep cheering. Let's go, what? Blake. Finish the burrito. Mm. Finish yeah, the home. burrito. Finish the it. burrito. Come you on. Can do it. I have wrapped it up and putting it back in the bag. You fucking coward! Finish it. No, I I have no, to be a professional. You finish, I if have you leave to be half a, a burrito there, this is going to be all you're capable of thinking about for the next hour. Oh, of uh, just how much I want to just like do this in the mic. No, you're going to be thinking <laughs> about how much you want to rush the show to just get back to your burrito. I would. Sin. I have never rushed a show. I love every moment of what we do. What's Jupiter going to think of us? We're just a couple of chuckle fucks here. Oh, don't worry. I have I have eaten in almost every episode of Art Ghost, and I just edit out the noises. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Spiritual Successor. It's that deathly season where the chills vibrate our spines, and pumpkin is the spice of life. To celebrate, we wanted to bring on one of the spookiest people we know. Everybody, please welcome the Demon Princess of Hell, Jupiter! <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. It's, it's it's freaking Hi. Halloween, and we wanted to have a really cool guest. And Jupiter is from the uh, Artificial Ghost Radio podcast, uh, Enchanting Aspects, and Deck of Friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. We had uh, we had Ray on a couple weeks ago, and we're really really happy to have you on, Jupiter. Yeah, and you had the the. Uh, the official fourth member of Deck of Friendship, Joe, on earlier at some point as well. We did have the official fourth yeah. member. Now, is Joe... Does, you mentioned that Joe is the fourth member. Would that explain why there are six hands on the cover of the Deck of Friendship podcast, but only three hosts? Uh, none of the hands are us. The plot thickens. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Whose hands yeah. are those? Well, that's uh, well, a very threatening question to ask now that we're in spooky no. season, huh? <laughs> there is an answer. There is an answer. Uh, those hands are all of different anime protagonists, mostly from, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and I think Digimon as well. The spiky um, bracelets, the Yu-Gi-Oh! chant. Yeah. Wait, who's the green hand? The, like, the, the green, green, the green, the green monster hand, hand is... The the claw hand is Feral Imp from Yu-Gi-Oh, one of the oh, monsters. Oh shit, that's so cool actually. Oh my god, that was like one of my favorite cards when I was younger. Hell yeah. Yeah. Is Feral oh, Imp the rock and roll green dude with the really big mouth? What? Uh y yes? Or you, have I you never thinking, seen Feral Imp? Or am I thinking of the green dude from Street Fighter again? No, AJ, I'm going to send you the Yu-Gi-Oh card right now. This guy was rad. He's got, like, a cute face, but also just, like, would look like he would eat you. It's pretty It's pretty wonderful. Oh, uh, this is... This little fellow is not at all what I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, is he, I probably isn't he awesome? was thinking of... I was definitely thinking of the green dude from uh, Street Fighter with the red hair and the what? big mouth. Wait, you were thinking of fucking Blanca? Of course I, I was thinking of Blanca. Yeah, yeah you, you can, can swear. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Whoa, Blanca's extra hairy in the new Street Fighter games, huh? Was he always that hairy? I'm sorry, I'm Blanca's... still laughing. I'm still laughing over Jupiter asking if they could cuss. Just so... <laughs> Yes, yeah. Bl Blanca's, Blanca's always had like a full, full head, head of hair. It's not the head of hair that really stuns me about New Blanca. It's how hairy oh, Blanca's yeah. arms are and legs. Oh. Let me let me scope this New Blanca. 
Yeah, Street I, Fighter Five Blanca. It's not like the heart of hair he's got on his chest, like the, just the very. No. See, oh, oh this is one's this... this is a really weird gift because it looks like hair is just like curtaining from from his bara titties, and that I don't know how I feel mm. about that. What in the world yeah, this is happening? Is, this is definitely a new Blanca, and you know what? I like him. I was about to say, I think that this follows Street Fighter V's tactic of just, like, giving a character more hair and then calling, subnaming them Hot, for example. <laughs> Hot Ryu. <laughs> which I wish was a joke. I'm really mad that that's, like, legitimate. But if you just Google Hot Ryu, it's just Wait, Ryu with is, a beard. I'm sorry. Is that <laughs> true? Right, is that, that's right. Is that yes. what they call him? <laughs> yeah, it's not bearded Ryu. It's not, like, punished Ryu. It's not, like... <laughs> Like right. tired or him trained, looking, him looking like a, like a hot dad, Ryu. basically. It's hot. It's hot, Ryu. <laughs> You're so right, AJ. Oh my god. I, Dude, I think that's the official name of the asset. Like, I don't think that that like the internet did that. I think Capcom did that. No, Capcom hey, said, "Weird, weird, weird thought." Is hot Ryu just Joel from Last of Us with a headband? I'm gonna kick your ass, Blake. <laughs> Why would you put that in my head? <laughs> Now, now I I love you know you you Google you Google Hot Ryu and the you go to the images and the second image comes from RedBull.com and the uh, and it says Red Bull Five G code unlocks Hot Ryu in Street Fighter Five. Wait, what? Yeah, okay, so I, I clicked on that same image, Jupiter, and I scrolled down, and, like, the second image of that image, the title of that is from BuzzFeed, and it's called Lumber Sexual. Beard Ryu will sexually awaken your fighting spirit. And holy fuck, that's a title for an article. That's, holy that's shit. quite a title. That's fucking radical. What the hell? <laughs> I, I so, definitely know at least one person who might genuinely self-identify as lumbersexual. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. He really For... just gave him a beard and said, that's hot, Ryu. I mean, that's basically, yeah, 100% beards. that's what they did. It's beards, man. Beards are cool. Do you think that Capcom does that for all their characters? Like, do you think that when they made, like, Dante, Devil May Cry 5, and they gave him a beard, they were like, check that out. Now that's hot, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they... That's what they titled the character model. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm you know I'm really excited. The you know uh, Nintendo just announced new Smash DLC and like everyone's yeah. talking about Steve. Everyone's talking about Steve, but no one's talking about how they just put a beard on Mario and called him Hot Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Wait, what does that look like? Wait a Mario. second, Mario with a beard, like a disheveled looking Mario. Let me hold on. Let me see if there's mm. images for this. Wait, no, not hot, Ryu, not hot Ryu Mario. Mario <laughs> with a beard. You're just oh. gonna see. Really, he's he hot just, now. Isn't he just he? looks like a gnome. Actually, I see him without a beard, <laughs> and it's uh, no beard, no eyebrows, and no mustache. And I am, I don't know <laughs> how. Oh my gnome. god, he looks That's like a. He so does mean. look like a gnome. Like it's just. Very, oh, there's one where he has a goatee. That's pretty good. What in the world? <laughs> See, actually, I could get behind this. He just looks like, um, you know those, it was the cookies with the gnomes that are like, as they're branding. What are they called? I can't remember for the freaking life of me. Oh, I know the ones oh. you're thinking about. Yeah, this is, this oh, is. Oh, Keepler? 
Is that? Yeah, the Keebler guys. The Keebler, yeah. Kind of reminds me of one of those. Like, here, I sent it. Aren't I sent they it the it. same? Aren't they the same little dudes that are on the Snap Crackle and Bach, Pop Box? Is, is this, hold on, is this nope, Nick Offerman's beard? Is this Nick Offerman's beard? For those that don't see the visual, Blake just dropped a photo of Mario with the beard into our group call. <laughs> it is a very realist, uh, yeah, that is like a real person's beard that they just photoshopped in there. That's Sorry, so hey, Jupiter, are you implying that you can recognize someone's beard? <laughs> I... I'm not saying, look, some people have some pretty distinctive beards in, you know, various phases of their life. That's um, true. It's true. You know, have very specific looks for their beards. <laughs> you, see, right. you see these people with beards a lot and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I know that beard. I can recognize that person by their beard. You know, I could I could definitely say that about AJ. AJ, I've looked at your beard a lot, and I'm like, if I just if I had to pick it out of a lineup like Spirited Away style, I, I think I could like, I think I could find it. You think you could pick out my beard from a lineup? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Could you not pick out my beard? My beard's kind of like, I mean, I got like these. I got actually no. You could totally pick it out. There's this weird gene or something that runs in the fa- in my family. Underneath both sides of my cheeks, there's actually a swirl in my beard where the where the the fur, I was, I don't know, I should call it hair, it's not fur. And if you put the, that swirl it, it next swirls. to his father's swirl and his grandfather's swirl, and it, it all reveals matches. a map to their secret treasure. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, that Junji Ito story where everybody gets obsessed yeah, with the spiral. Yeah, I was also spiral. thinking Junji Ito. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta stay on brand, it's the Halloween episode, man. It's the Halloween oh, right. episode. This is the Halloween episode <laughs> about beards. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, those, those of, uh, Oh, oh, top 10 spookiest beards. Oh my god, I would actually I would read that art. Oh, who would have the spookiest Number 3 beard? may surprise you. It's Santa Claus. Is it Santa? Santa? I have never looked at his beard and went like, "Wow, that's like scary." I just I don't know that I've ever like I've looked at a person and thought like, "Oh, you you might, you know, you might do something." But it, <laughs> that's but a criminal's never, beard. But I've never looked at someone and like thought, "Hey, that's a threatening beard." You know who like, has a threat? Like you, you, th- you have like a threatening stance. You have like a threatening object. But you yeah, don't it's have always a what it's beard. tied. I, I I don't know. There is one. I think there is one beard style that does give me like goosebumps. Not because it's scary, but because just they're just goatees always have a weird energy. It's but, the beard that goes goatee. up into two giant antennas off the side of their face, like the big grandpa from the Tekken series, right? Oh is my. that the kind of threatening is beard that, that even you're thinking possi- of? Is that even possible? I mean, yeah, with enough pomade, yeah. you could probably do it. I've I've seen some pictures of some just some old men who really like to style <laughs> their beards just doing some shit. This guy, I just found a guy with a really creepy beard. He basically molded his face to look like a face hugger from Half Life. Um, and okay. I would, I would love for both of you to see this, and it is very uncomfortable. It is pretty scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it's. I mean, that I would call that a threatening beard. Like, I would argue that to... this threatening beard does fall under the category that I mentioned of having two prongs that shoot up high, like the dude from yeah. Tekken. Yeah, He's, all right. I what think would the, that works. What would this guy's ultimate be in in Tekken? Uh, you, he 
<laughs> his be- he reaches his beard over your face, and the claws g- clasp down. <laughs> he just throws you. See, with it being that close to his face, it does sound like he gives you a kiss, though. Kiss on the forehead, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now, here's what I love about this uh, first chunk of the episode is that it's relying so much on images. <laughs> A lot of yeah. visual-based humor. All right, we should, we should is, jump into some game ideas. Which for those. Is great. For those that are new to the podcast, we are a comedy video game design podcast that takes your lovely ideas from the internet. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rea. I'm your other host, AJ Hart. And I'm Jupiter. Hell yeah. And, and <laughs> Hell Princess. Is, and this is the sh- and this is the show. And I'm <laughs> introducing and I'm introducing it now. Hell yeah. All it's right. My show now. Alright, what's what's our first game? Okay, I'm taking the reins. So uh this is oh fuck <laughs> oh fuck I don't know the format as well as I thought I might <laughs> uh, just tell us who the submission is from and what the submission is oh we're just gonna oh we're just jumping in there isn't an in between no um, I mean I guess we did spend 15 minutes talking about beards so yeah, we should, we should we'll jump in along. yeah <laughs> okay so uh my first submission is the submission that i saw and was most excited about and it comes from uh how did my own at get in there hold on <laughs> <laughs> i have a document that i i pulled submissions into and somehow my own twitter at replaced this person's all right hold on just a second not a worry. Here we go. Uh, it hey, Blake, is that a burrito? No. Hey, Blake, did you do exactly what I said you were going to do and at the fucking first second you could, you tried to open up that burrito again? No, let Jupiter talk. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You fucking... I thought I had a moment because they were finding their submission. God damn. I explicitly said before we were recording that you needed to finish that because it was going to be all you could think about. So right. this mission <laughs> comes from at out of Tooch. Uh, at uh, out of uh, T O O C H on Twitter, uh, fatal frame, but Professor Oak from Perse- for Professor what the fuck? <laughs> you got this. <laughs> happens all the time. Like I'm like whenever I'm streaming and I'm reading a text heavy game, I will just sub in words all the time. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, fatal it's frame, funny. but Professor Oak from Pokemon Snap rates your ghost photos. <gasps> oh, yes, yes, yes! This rule. Oh hell yeah! Okay, so why I don't really you go ahead and start us off? What do you What are you imagining, Jupiter? Okay, so I I haven't actually played any of the Fatal Frame games. I would like to, but I do know like the basic concept of mm-hmm. you know people going and. They have to fight ghosts with a cool ghost camera by taking pictures of them. 
Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like, is this in the Fatal Frame universe or is are we like, are we like doing our if, own thing? Is this actually like a Pokemon Snap game where we're exploring around a haunted Pokemon mansion? See, or... if if I may, I think this is a perfect opportunity to introduce Lavender Town. Like, cause like oh. I'm assuming the backdrop of this game would to be like, hey, I want you to photograph specifically paranormal Pokemon, and oh, I feel like yeah. Lavender Town was full of that. So, and Lavender Town like had a bunch of like, it, I I don't know if any of them were true, but there's always been like the internet conspiracies about like if you do this specific thing, this will happen, or the music is meant to like make you slowly go insane. Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lavender Town would be the perfect backdrop for something like that. Well, yeah. I definitely think that trying to do a spooky thing in the Pokemon universe is possible because the spooky Pokemon in Pokemon are spooky as hell. Are you actually, talking, are you talking about the Sandcastle Pokemon that are just the souls I'm of children? I'm talking about the Sandcastle Pokemon that is the souls of children. I'm talking yeah. about the little stump Pokemon that is the souls of children. I'm talking now, about the fact that like the Dream Eater Pokemon puts people to sleep so that it can comatose them and eat their dreams forever. These are official things. Wait, what the now, fuck? Really? Oh my god. Okay, now, now, now. Okay, I will. I will say personally, I have my own theories about ghost Pokemon, and I don't actually think that the Pokedex is that reliable a source of information. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Oaks may be a dumb idiot. Hot take. Well, <laughs> well, these the Pokedex entries are like based off of the observations of children going out into the woods and being like, I <laughs> bet that Pokemon sh- can jump over a mountain. Holy <laughs> like, shit, I never thought about that. Yeah, like a lot of the Pokedex studying comes from just 10-year-olds pointing their camera at things. Oh yeah. my fucking God, that's us. It's totally, there's, there has to be some misinformation. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> I, I feel like like in the universe of Pokemon, the the average person knows basically nothing about the majority of Pokemon. And they're just trusting ten year olds? Essentially, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> you go out into the wild, like, you know if you go out into the wild to like uh what, um oh what oh uh my my gamer card is getting revoked right now. I can't remember the name of the Pokemon. Uh, Describe it. To what, me. Yeah, what do they look like? Just say it's Pikachu, but like mean. It's so uh, Gengar. The, the the green dinosaur Gen two eats mountains. Comes Gen two eats. It's mountains. a dragon. Oh, I ooh, Pokemon Gyarados. No, Tyranitar. I think it's Tyranitar. Oh! I uh, Pokemon eats mountains. Uh. You mean Larvitar? Yeah, it's Tyranitar. Yeah, it's Tyranitar. Tyranitar. I wow, can't you, be- you said it eats mountains, and I never would have like guessed that it was a Tyranitar. Hey, this could be a new game. What if you just said <laughs> random sentences from a Pokemon's Pokedex entry, and you guys had to know what it was? Like, for example, lives in the desert, is purple, can fly. Gyarados. Oh, li- <laughs> lives in the desert, is purple, can fly. Oh, shit. Oh, is it, um, no, it wouldn't be Yanmega, wouldn't it? Y- Yanmega's not purple. No. Oh, it's, uh, it's the, it's the, 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 the one with the horn and the purple ears, right? It's the... You can't just Nido, say her. Nido, 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 Nido King. Nope, it's not Nido gonna King. be a King either. Although I love the idea of a King that can fly very yeah. much. Is it Gligar? 
The correct answer is going to be Garchomp, the Pokemon known for tunneling underground. Wait, no, Garchomp doesn't fly. (laughs) Garchomp does fly. No, no. Yeah, apparently those things on the top of its head are jet engines. Yeah, but it's not going to get off the ground. It can't learn to fly. Oh, yeah, Garchomp's rad. Holy shit. I believe that in the Pokemon anime, it even flies on occasion. Hold on, I'm looking this up now. What the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? No. What the fuck? Oh my god, Mega what? Mega Garchomp looks bitchin'. Holy shit. Whoa. So, yeah, even okay. even the back of his tail is like um it's supposed to be like a uh, a jet fin. That's pretty cool. Every day I learn something or not every day. I wish it was every, <laughs> every day. day. <laughs> I learn new stuff about Pokemon all the time, and it always blows my mind. God. Oh, in the in the new series, uh, you can see Ash and Pikachu riding on a Garchomp. Shit, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. Like, like the average person is not going to know that Garchomp can fly. <laughs> okay, so maybe that's what the game is about. Is just like actually this the thing that sets this pokemon game apart from every from anything else is that the pokedex entries are going to be wildly different and are going to be because they're maybe, done by adults maybe because they're adult done by hunters. adults <laughs> um where like danger is a little bit more is like more apparent because i think when you're a kid like death isn't really especially like i'm assuming the kid that was going through lavender town was like oh hey mm-hmm. this is spooky but i might not die or a, a pokemon might not steal my soul but adult i i think an adult would be way way more fixated on that yeah i i'm imagining too like you know most pokemon games like have this like cartoony art style but fatal frame is is you know this can be sort of like a pokemon x fatal frame crossover in the same way that like Ooh, tokyo yes, mirage yes. sessions is like a Fire Emblem and, and Shin Megami Tensei crossover in that yeah. like it's set in the Pokemon universe, but it's Fatal Frame mechanics mm-hmm. and Fatal Frame art style. Mm-hmm. I'm, See, I'm I, very interested in this world where we are doing a ghost hunt and we're taking all of our cool photos while knowing full where full fully conscious of the fact that if a trevenant does get its hands on us, that's going to be it for us. The giant tree will break all of our bones. <laughs> you know, but then we get it back to Professor Oak and we're like, "Holy shit, I did it! I went into the spooky ghost place. I found five pictures of this trevenant." And Professor Oak looks at it and he's like. Well, you don't have the glowing eyes in this photo. It just looks like a fucking tree, you dumb idiot. Get back out there. I, I can't I, use this. I have an idea. What if what if there was an idea of permadeath in this game? And, and stick with me for a second. Like, um, Have both of you heard of the Hunt Shadow sh- Hunt Showdown? Where it's like a uh, it's like a battle royale, but there's you hunt monsters and whatever you take in with you in that match is like your equipment. So what if there was like, but if you die, you lose all of that equipment permanently. What if there was a thing where you have to go out, take these pictures, and survive the adventure to bring them back to actually level up your character? So like you yes. can take all the pictures you want in the world, but then you all if you don't escape, you don't get to cash in on those pictures that you took. So it's so like it's, kind of a survival game as well. So it's like a so it's like a roguelike Pokemon Snap Fatal Frame. <laughs> yes. I don't I don't necessarily think a roguelike because the Lavender Down Town doesn't change on you, but that would be kind of cool if like well, certain buildings do ch- the the certain buildings do become roguelikes where the in, where the insides change or you know the layout well, uh, 
Okay, well, let's get into the story of this then. We should get mm-hmm. into, like, because Lavender Town, like, if we're just sending it in this one town, like, we should. In fact, a lot of great horror games are set in just, like, one small location. Mm-hmm. But what if it mm-hmm. does change over time? What if, like... Oh, okay. What if, like, Professor Oak is sending you here because, like... The town has like gone silent off the grid, mm-hmm. and you know you're being sent in to like investigate what's going on. And mm-hmm. as you like are going through and taking pictures, um, you like start to like figure out that like the ghost Pokemon are going rampant and like trying to like i don't know bring this like town into the ghost dimension or whatever i like i I like that idea i got something okay okay. what if the reason why like an adult is needing to be called in here and this idea that this town is like actually changing is we're getting ghost types from other generations to show up like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ghost ghost pokemon that are over in galar are showing up in this little kanto town ghost Mm -hmm, pokemon from hawaii i forget what they called it aloha Uh, aloha Um, Alola, Alola yeah. thank you. The mm-hmm. Alola ghosts, that sarcophagus one, is just showing up over here now. Mm-hmm. What the mm-hmm. heck? Yeah, and then you know, and then you get back to Professor Oak. He's a real shit. He's on some real J Jonah Jameson see, shit. I like, you come I, in with it, five photos and your life barely, and he's just so upset with you. Professor Oak is the only human you interact with ever in this game, and he's an asshole the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I, I want to build. I want to build off of what you were saying, Jupiter. So I think the reason our character is being sent in to investigate is because, and just trying to like loop back in like the gameplay loop of Pokemon is like you go gym to gym to gym to gym for some reason this is like let's say this is the third gym in this circuit in this in this world circuit no kids are able to get past it because they keep disappearing so like maybe you Mm. are sent in to clear like investigate it and figure out why all these disappearing like nobody's getting past this gym and why all these disappearances are happening so like man yeah it gives you like it it's like Oh, it's like, hey, the gym circuit, like nobody's going to be able to take on the, the, the lead challenger. So we're sending you in to go fix this problem for us or so, go investigate okay. this problem. So the this set is, piece the... that will happen when you do get into the spooky forest and you just mm-hmm. see a billion of those little stump Pokemon knowing that those are all just dead kids. Oh, damn. Fuck. Supposedly. 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 Maybe <laughs> the kids are alive. Where They're were you not. going, Jupiter? It's, 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 a, it's a horror game. They're probably not. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I completely forget where I was going. Oh, oh, I remember now. So you, this brings up an interesting idea of like, so this is a, this is a, like, mechanically, it's supposed to be like Fatal Frame plus Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Do you have a partner Pokemon and how does that work? <gasps> Ooh. Oh, it would be it would be a what's the one that inhabits the your Pokédex? I feel like that would be oh, the Rotom? obvious go to Rotom. I feel like that cuz they can inhabit cameras and other Oh my god. Oh. When, while you're exploring Lavender Town, you can find more electronics or more tools for them to inhibit to inhabit. Yeah, and that and that Ooh, and that does like yeah. puzzle elements. Like you yes. can you that you solve puzzles by like Metroidvania style. 
yeah, sending your Rotom mm-hmm. into different electronics. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. great. Awesome. That's, Rotom, awesome. that's fantastic. Actually, I think Rotom is, is a ghost type. Is going a ghost. to oh, is a kill ghost. us? Oh shit! So maybe the, maybe maybe their whole thing is um, the ghosts aren't want to take Rotom from you. Like that's like ooh. one of the things they because oh, they're like, hey, join us. Like, why are you with the living boy? You yeah. know. And and like later on, there can be like a set piece boss fight where like Rotom appears to like switch sides or whatever, but it's it's fine in the end. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it isn't. It's a horror game. Uh, and the idea a level where you lose all of your tools, like all your you, your flashlight, your camera, just like you it, know, it take like an amnesia I, I, sort of vibe yeah. with it. Well, I, I think you'd probably still have your camera because in Fail Frame, that's the only way to actually like hurt. Like get rid of ghosts. Well, um, I, I I don't but, think it would be like a permanent thing. It'd just be like to give somebody, especially in a horror game, the mm-hmm. experience of being completely helpless for a short amount of time. I I uh, I, do, I do like that. I also mm-hmm. just like the idea of you know you being in a room like full of lawnmowers and suddenly <laughs> and you have to fight Rotom. <laughs> <laughs> just one of them turns on and then another one turns on and then now yeah. you're just in a room full of just revving blonde that would be fucking terrifying yeah Man, Rotom. It, would, it would be really scary <laughs> Man, i'm really glad that rotom is usually locked into a polka docs these days because yeah that rotom can get real spooky real no, fast he's, yeah. he's not locked in there he can snap at any given time dude mm. i don't know if you knew but like the new pokemon games are actually horror games in disguise <laughs> Proton's gonna snap one day, and it's gonna be bad for all of us. <laughs> okay, I really, I really like the submission, but we should, uh, we should probably take another one. All right, all right let's move on. Blake, AJ, you got one? No, I want you to give one, AJ. All right, all right, I got this. All right, all right. This comes from Caleb Martin as Ian Fleming's James Bond 007 at Isithius. You work a cemetery that's full of zombies. You have to keep the zombie population under control without losing your job. Interesting. Mm. So is it basically just plants versus zombies? (laughs) No, I I was imagining something a little bit more like whack-a-mole. I I was imagining something more akin to herding. Like herding, uh, like like three D lemmings or something. Oh, herding with a D, not with a T. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. Like so you're trying like, to get them from point A to point B, basically. Well, like like every night the zombies rise from their graves, and in the morning, you know, they the moonlight <laughs> the moonlight goes away, and they then they die again. You have to put them back. But while while they're here at night. And you know you need to keep the corpses fresh because people want to like mourn. Um, mm-hmm. So every night you have to run around and you know lock all the gates <laughs> and and you know bar off exits and you know get rid of ways that they can get up on the roof and go over the fence and you know um, is this is this kind of like. Um... God, what's it called? Is it Seven Days to Die, where it's like you know a zombie horde is coming, and you have X amount of time to prepare? So would it be no, that every it, it, you every... know that the zombie you know that the zombie horde is in your area? I was thinking, mm-hmm. I never played it, but I think this is like what Ape Escape feels like. Oh Ape yeah, Escape? it's sort of Ape Escape ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I have never played Ape Escape. Could uh, what yeah, is it about? It, 
Uh, Ape Escape is uh, a game where you're a little boy and some monkeys are loose <laughs> and you have to get them. Oh, that's so you might run hell. down and like find the monkey and you're like, I, I know where the monkey is, but I got to run up and catch that monkey. Yeah. Or maybe you see a monkey and you're like, getting, and you're like I'm going to grab that monkey with my big net. And then the monkey starts running and you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and the health is cookies. <laughs> The health is cookies. Oh, that's adorable. And so oh, okay. I, I imagine this zombie herding game would be more like, you know, you wake up because you work the graveyard shift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and like you wake up at nighttime and you're like, all right, there's probably like eight zombies running around here. And you gotta find the zombies and you gotta herd them back mm-hmm. into their hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like um like a reverse tower defense. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so yeah. basically, so basically, at each level, you wake up at the beginning of the night, and you have—is it like a time-based thing? Like you have X amount of time to get these things heard up before morning, which yeah. is like each level is like yeah. 10, let's say ten minutes. So, mm-hmm. is and then like is that is there just more complicated puzzles to get them, or is it just kind of a a walking simulator? I I'm I'm I, still trying to nail it down. I think you can like, you know, as you. You can, like, walk around the world and, you know, it's sort of, like, physics-y, I think. And mm-hmm. you can get, like, bonuses for, like, dunking zombies back into their correct graves. Mm-hmm. Um, and Might I, might I yeah. suggest, what if this is, like, an ARG? Like, it's something you oh. hold up your phone and you actually have to walk around either your house or your neighborhood and physically or find where the zombies Or your local graveyard. Let's get the- these teens out there in the spaces. <laughs> So this is this is uh this is like a Pokemon Go. This is mm-hmm. like a this is like um a Digimon Go, which I think mm-hmm. was also yeah. a thing. A Pokemon Go, a Digimon Go, a Witcher Go. A Witcher mm-hmm. Go. A, a Mario Go. You have to find him. He's somewhere. But I think that this is locked only at graveyards. I think mm-hmm. that we go through the through the effort and we've created independent levels for every graveyard that we've gotten the permission to or every gra- graveyard that we can find on Google Maps. We so, don't need their permission. I think we yeah, get permits, the, man. <laughs> the permission thing would be a every single one says no. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, then we if do enough it anyway. People, I mean, if yeah. enough people play the game, it's not like they could do anything about it. Come on. Yeah, I, I, yeah see, Johnson I, and Johnson's graveyard owns the physical space. Johnson and Johnson's graveyard does not own the digital landscape, you know the digital that's, geography. That's a good point. That's a good point. We can get them with that. So we buy their digital geography, and by buy, I mean we just take it because they don't have a claim there, and I, then we start placing zombies there. I'm so upset with the idea of buying digital land. <laughs> you have to this pay a subscription fee for your digital land. You have to pay this rent. Is, this is my this is my uh this is my VR land. This is my VR oh, land. Oh wait, Jupiter, Jupiter, it's just second life. You're just pay you pay for a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm not paying. We're not paying for like the space in a digital world. We're paying for the digital space over the real world. You're paying yeah. for the we're, AR space, basically. Yeah, yeah we're paying for the <laughs> AR, AR space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Pokemon God. don't have a permit to be in this zone. This is the Digimon line. Oh, <laughs> 
Okay. Oh God, I hate so, that. Is I there anything else you want to add? Well, I really just like this idea of this game that we've created that like gives people a little tour of graveyards, and they have to run around the graveyard and find the zombies and so stand our, next to the zombie so, and hold okay. its hand while they take it back to the correct graveyard okay. or gravestone. Co- okay, correct, good, and nice, and I like it, and I approve. <laughs> but also, does the app have a register of everyone who is in the graveyard so that they can name the, the zombies <laughs> by who's in the actual graveyard? No. I, I think that the, that will come from the fun of somebody spending three hours getting a zombie from the outskirts of the graveyard to the correct tombstone, and then they look mm-hmm. at it and they're like, huh, that was Blake Rhea. <laughs> I'm sorry for your death, by the way, Blake. Oh, how did I die? Uh, he ate You've a You've been too dead fast. the whole time. Ooh. Oh, spooky. I'm the voice in the machine, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there, are there like unlocks you can get? Like, cause I'm thinking if this is a herding simulator, yeah, I mean, I'm I, assuming you would get bait, right? Like yeah, you get like so. little jars of brains or something I, to share. I think there there could be like a um, like a Death Stranding style building component because if the zombies <laughs> are only if the zombies are only come out when the moon if they're only zombies when the moon is out, mm-hmm. then the community could buy little um, d- digital uh, roofs over <laughs> over the graves so that the moonlight can't get them <laughs> oh and then so people could yeah it, it's like a community <laughs> effort so like everybody mm-hmm. in the area like everybody in the local area of the cemetery has to contribute or they're gonna yeah. have a zombie problem oh mm-hmm. interesting and i know what you two are both thinking how do we make money on this well we sell a graveyard land we've talked about it a <laughs> graveyard can buy out the digital land that we've stolen uh-huh so we 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 steal the digital land. We put it up there. Teenagers are going crazy for this game, oh, no. and so this graveyard. You know the hey Blake, what's the name of the fancy Hollywood graveyard that everybody tries to film at illegally? Hollywood Forever. So Hollywood Forever is like we cannot get rid of these teens. What the hell? How do we get these teens to stop showing up at the dead of night? And we say, hey Hollywood Forever, you know you're on some primo digital real estate, oh, uh, <laughs> but we're willing to sell it to you. So, we own it. <laughs> now this is this is fun because uh the graveyard was already on stolen land so it's sort of an ouroboros <laughs> of stolen land <laughs> well what i'm what i'm thinking would be kind of i want to try this so if we're trying to motivate people to keep as few zombies out on the land as possible what if the people in the area who allow the zombies to become to get out of hand it actually devalues the real world land. So it's like oh, because no. there, there is a digi- there is a digital zombie problem, and for some reason that affects the real world value of the land. <laughs> it's because if there's more digital zombie problems, then there's more delinquent teens in the dead of night running around. <laughs> Trying to and shoot if there's zombies, yeah. Trying to get rid of zombies. And if there's anything that real estate managers despise, it's rambunctious teenagers. Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, you know, oh, the fucking, the fucking property brothers going from property to property. Well, well see... You know, you're actually... You know, you're, you're getting a good deal on this house. It does have... 
seven zombies on it. Uh, oh, I don't... Really? Like, where are the zombies? Uh, uh, just look through your phone. You'll find I, them. I don't think that I don't think that we can move in a place with seven zombies. I think three is our limit. <laughs> you know, if if you had a zombie problem, like if it was a digital zombie problem, too, would it infect other digital devices so like say i'm in i'm in a living room and i'm playing vr and for mm-hmm. some reason a zombie just shows up in my vr headset and it's like mm-hmm. oh i now i have to go install this other game to get rid of this zombie or i'm watching oh, it, it, or i'm watching tv and then suddenly a zombie gets on the screen and is blocking my view of whatever tv show i'm watching now i gotta go buy this other game to, to fucking deal with it yeah any game that we can make a deal with I definitely think that that happens. You know, I think that once we get the digital real estate over Facebook offices and we make Facebook offices just a real digital zombie hellscape because teenagers will be there all the time. Oculus Quest 2 is owned by Facebook. We say, hey, Facebook, we can get rid of all these rambunctious (laughs) teenagers, but only if you put zombies on every single (laughs) Oculus device. Oh, Fuck, no. I hate that, because I could be scrolling Facebook and then suddenly a zombie's on my screen and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> because a real I, world problem. Thank you, rambunctious teenagers, for giving us the power. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, goodness. Do you two want... You get, yeah, all right, I, I think I have a game for it. Well, this is kind of a weird combination of two. So this one comes to us from Kril- Killer Shrew Davenport at the underscore Davenporter. Ghost Train Simulator. But this uh, we got another su- another submission from Alley Cat at Millennium Hoo-Ha called Ghost Truck. And that got me thinking, what if there is a world that exists like cars where every sort of transportation is a personality? What if that's it's mm. that, but with ghosts? Could you do, hey, what if we did derby racing? That's like the most dangerous sport in the world, but it's not truly dangerous because all the pilots are, are ghosts. So they just you like, just you wouldn't have ghosts it. in the Cars universe. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to think of like what could happen, what sports would happen to cars and other like. So, sort, so, yeah. so are you thinking like, are you thinking like Rocket League, but if you crash, you enter the ghost game? So like you're saying, if you get demolished, it becomes a different game. So like there's there's the alive game happening where all the (laughs) alive people are, and they're playing Rocket League, and every time somebody crashes, they die, but they are in their ghost car now. I love games that are two games in one. Or are you proposing something akin to actual real-world monster truck racing with a narrative that they already have because the Gravedigger is a ghost oh, car? And you would know oh. this if you followed Grave monster oh, truck. Oh, oh, I haven't oh, followed no, Grave. I got it. No, I got it. I got it. Go, I got go, it. Go, go, I got go, it. Go. I got it. I got it. Are you ready for it? Yes, I got it. Yes. Visual novel set in a junkyard where all of the ghosts and trains and wreckages are ghosts who have stories and characters and lives in this junkyard. Okay, you're a fucking genius. Uh, what do you play God, the role? What is are it you- like wait, to wait, be wait, the wait. smartest person on Earth, Jupiter? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wh- who's your main who's your main character in that story? Hmm. I wonder are if you, it's like Are you a oh, ghost wandering? What if you're the human like alive 
junkyard keeper trying to like take care of the property and you you're it's a kid working a summer job and they're like oh. this is their this is like their summer working at the junkyard yeah oh it's like oh that'd be cute oh We've Unless we wanted to make it like a haunting thing where it's a visual novel that goes horribly awry. No, I think this one's just like nice and talking about like all of the characters are just like reminiscing about when they were like functional. Yeah, the characters are like the trains, right? So the train yeah. is like, dog, I was so fast. You would not believe how fast I carried all of these cool things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was it's, a I was a passenger train and the and the food coming off of the server car uh, tra- uh, server train server what's it the the it's the server, I think it's the food I car. think they're called carts cart yeah mm-hmm. compartment uh, I, uh, I think they're just called cars because car. they car yeah thank you oh yeah my like God. food car I believe say every single c word until I arrive at the correct one. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the I could smell the, uh, food coming from the dining car, and it, you know, like it was wonderful, and the people were so happy, and you know all that. Um, Fuck, when's the last time one of y'all traveled by train? Oh, I mean, like years ago. I not I haven't been like on like a proper like train train, uh, maybe ever. I really yeah around here we do have like a train public uh, uh, public transport system Mm -hmm. that is more like a metro sort of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, but I I, I have never been like on a train with like cars that uh, that you can like travel between and like individual compartments and whatever when I was a wee wee lad (laughs) wee wee uh, me and my grandparents me and my Nana went on a train ride. Uh, it was me and my sister and my Nana when I was like a little, little kid from Portland to the California area, like the Southern California area. But I think that was the only time I ever traveled by train. Mm. Really? I, traveling by train is really nice because it's, it, I think it's like you, one of the best ways to, I, I love traveling by train. I, I take the train a lot from from Los Angeles to Anaheim for uh ex- for like VidCon which is like the uh it's a YouTube convention and mm-hmm. um it's I don't know it's just like I think it's the coolest way to get a bunch of scenery in one go but also like have it be very calm cuz inside yeah. of a train it's really quiet um and there's just like I, I it doesn't really happen here out in like the west coast but I know as more you as more inland you go there's a lot of festivals about trains that just Mm -hmm. like are fascinating to me like there's one in uh boulder city nevada it's the the city that was built to build the boulder dam and they do this thing every year called the uh boulder city christmas train where they just like everybody gets on an old locomotive from like the 1900s and they just like kids go up and down the carts and they pass out candy and cake and hot chocolate and Santa's there and just like shit like that is like oh that's like magical it's beautiful it's not halloween themed but <laughs> it's very it is very it's very cute and fun yeah this this is feeling less if i'm honest less like a spooky game and more like a charming uh you know, reminiscing sort of sad game yeah mm-hmm. we can use ghosts to actually like 
analyze different forms of like i guess dead entertainment or like mm-hmm. entertainment that like isn't nearly it in the zeitgeist anymore right like mm-hmm. we could do like a train that's like yeah i'm back from when people did train adventures regularly mm-hmm. or like i have a, a monster truck that's maybe from like the golden days of monster truck rallies and have, like yeah. it's just like this heartfelt explanation as to like why that culture became so big in the early 2000s i, I have a question for you so the moment you start up a conversation with one of these rusted objects uh, do you get teleported like does the memory become physical in front of you like say you're it's like when you talk to the monster truck are you teleported to an audience like member seat during like and watching the monster truck in its heyday do its thing now, or was, are you suddenly i, I was oh, sort ahead. of imagining like at night in the graveyard the ghosts of these vehicles like come out of their wreckage mm-hmm and, like, you can see what they used to look like. Oh, that'd be cool. So are the ghosts hot anime characters, or are they still cars? <laughs> I was imagining them as, as full vehicles. I was imagining okay, them as just full vehicles. Sure. Like, not even cars vehicles. Like, not even Thomas okay. the Tank tank Engine. Just, like, regular vehicles. <laughs> okay, so, cool. Just checking. So is, I when I hear that, I think the overall arc of the game, then, is it helping these rusted, you know, things of their time come to peace with their existence? So is it like, are you fixing them up? Are you trying to get them all in one area to where they can kind of... Because, like, one thing I I think about one when I enter... final derby. Well, more so... <laughs> you could do derby. that. But also, <laughs> I'm wondering, do these ghosts actually talk to one another? Is, like, part of the j- thing assembling all of these pieces of uh of like cars or whatever trying to get them close enough to where they can actually have company in the afterlife is that yeah i think i think it's about making friends i think the story Mm -hmm. is about making friends and Mm -hmm. uh and and i think i think this is just like a very sweet nice thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) if i'm honest hey that's fine halloween's also about sweet vibes i got yeah very much so yeah heck yeah i can't wait to eat a bunch of sweet candy I actually, I, I, dude. I legitimately have three bags of bulk candy like right next to me. <sighs> Fuck. Hell yeah, you yes. are living. What's your favorite candy, <laughs> Jupiter? Um, I like. Oh, I like sour candy a lot. So probably like interesting. Um, probably like a like a lemon lemon head or like a sour gummy worm. Hell yeah, hell yeah, AJ. What about you? I don't know, man. Come on, what's your? What, that's like asking like someone what's their favorite color. Like, man, I don't know. I like them all. Uh, <laughs> my favorite okay. color is red. Red's a great color. Red is a very good color. I like chocolatey things with nuts. Like a mm-hmm. uh, like a Babe Ruth rules hardcore. Ooh, nice. I gotta say, I like. You? I got. I like mint chocolate. Like that's kind of my favorite. So like. Uh, either mint or something creamy. So like Cadbury cream egg or the mint Kit Kats are like my two go-tos. I think we're time. I think it's time to pick a nug. Do we? I mean, we could go through some more games. It is a guest episode. We could yeah, definitely go I'm... on for a little bit longer. Or do Let you want to jet? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good to, to go. I'm good to keep going. Yeah. I got one more we can do for a little bonus. A little, All right. A little quickie. All right, Jupiter, what game you got? Let me see. I have to. I have to pick here. Okay, 
So I'll go with this one. This is just like you know we've had a lot of like spooky, goofy fun here. Let's let's try let's try like a straight up horror. Heck yeah! All right. Uh, coming from uh, shout out to uh, to my stream chat Indigo Ripley, uh, who has made some fantastic art and memes of my streams. Uh, uh, at Indigo Ripley uh, says. A collaborative mystery game where you and a few friends get snowed in and have to take refuge in a seemingly empty cabin. Uh, and eventually revealing a disturbing legacy of people getting stuck in the cabin and dying. I paraphrased okay. a little bit. So, straight straight up horror, snowed in a cabin. Mm-hmm. This is our starting point. I want to, I want to, I know this is a comedy show. But I want to, uh-huh. I want to stretch, I want to stretch the limits. I want to, I want to see your spooky veins. Mm-hmm. All right, that's I love spooky. <laughs> We're locked in um, a cabin. So the first thing I think I would want to avoid is I think the easy answer to this would you just do Among Us is just like it. It's a group thing. One of you is a traitor, and mm. you're trying to kill everybody. But that's already been done. We could just you could just play Among Us. So, yeah. but what if nobody has to kill anybody? What if it's a cabin and there's one knife in there, mm-hmm. and you all got hunger bars? Oh, oh, oh like a like yeah. a daughter party sort of thing. Yeah, oh. AJ, you're thinking the good shit, dude. Oh, so it's like shit. <laughs> might might I suggest that just so there's a little bit more exploration in this, we do something like The Shining, and so instead of a locked cabin, it's more of a empty hotel. So there's there's places to hide, there's places to go to, there's and you don't oh and like that singular knife, let's say AJ doesn't always spawn in the same place. So it you maybe there is a way. There's two ways to win the game. One is you could just fucking outright kill everybody. <laughs> you could just murder everybody. You gotta sur- now, the the goal for everybody is to survive. But is there a group like is there a way to survive as a group too? Right. Yeah. Because like this is the thing. Right. Is this suggestion. Uh, specifically it says it's a collaborative mystery game. Um, mm. And uh, the part that I uh, paraphrased over, because I wanted to see if we could like, explore the space around it, but I, I, I will go ahead and say it. Uh, say uh, Indigo, Ripley, Indigo Ripley adds, uh, saying, uh, all exposition is delivered by stacks of encoded journals that reveal the disturbing legacy Ooh. of people getting uh, stuck in the cabin and dying. And and the way that I'm sort of thinking about this is like, okay, so let's say you're you this let's say it if for the sake of argument it is like a cabin, but like Mm -hmm. there's other rooms, uh, you know, there's maybe like a basement as well. Okay. And uh you are snowed in, but Let's say there's like a day timer, like five days until you get rescued or whatever. Mm-hmm. But your hunger meter is going down. You have that knife. If there's not enough resources for, you know, five people or whoever is in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you could kill each other to eat each other to survive but then you don't get to solve the story right or mm-hmm. 
you could work or, through the complicated puzzle and that might lead to like actual like monsters and horror danger as you uncover more of this mystery of mm-hmm. trying to stop whatever like horrific presence is going on in this house and like i don't know doing I, or undoing a ritual finding books secret doors uh encountering monsters and traps that might put you in more danger if somebody dies you can still eat them you know what if <laughs> what if this cuz this i think one thing that i find fascinating about like survival horror things it, that's that's what survival and eating your eating people you care about is what birthed the wendigo story you know it's like the act of cannibalism drove you mad and you became the wendigo so say the game starts you find out you are stuck in this location you mm-hmm. all have a hunger meter and mm-hmm. two people are in the basement or like um somebody goes and kills somebody but nobody knows who actually killed them and the person that ki- that killed the other in uh, ate some of them they are slowly becoming the wendigo uh, so maybe it becomes like a time wonder thing dawn again yeah it's sort of it's sort of like that is or t- I, sort of a till dawn yeah yeah and and i would personally avoid uh, using wendigo imagery that's that's a very specific like cultural thing that's um, very true that's very true uh but uh but yeah i like the idea of like like as you're solving this mystery and as like i like the idea of like this cabin like it has like you start out and it has like i don't know main room kitchen uh, uh two bedrooms and a basement and a bathroom but mm-hmm. like as you uncover the mystery you can like start to like find more secret rooms and mm-hmm. the cabin just sort of keeps going mm-hmm. what sort of things would be in those rooms uh, i guess like my my thought is like how do we incentivize players to continue doing this story instead of just murdering each other with the cool that's, knife hmm. mm-hmm. that's a f- that's a fair point well, because like even idea. if they try to sp- even if they spend their time trying to solve all these riddles and making this cabin bigger, they're still going to be getting hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, is there the, maybe the possibility of like these rooms are maybe randomly generated, and if they're able, if the players are able to solve a puzzle, they'll get another room, and maybe that room will have food in it so that they yeah, can okay. chow down a little bit. Yeah, you know what, but remi- then what- you know what that reminds me of, AJ? Um, House on the Hill. Where just like each room become like everything is randomly generated and you're mm-hmm. trying to solve so like each time you start up the game, the mystery has to change. So like I feel yeah. that's, that's with each, my with thing each is, no, this, no no is this oh my the God. kind of game that we can do a lot of replays on? H- H- it's it's exactly like uh it's like a roguelike Hades. It's basically you're not gonna be you're successful on your first run. The story evolves with every single run oh, that you do, and, and so that make that makes you have to play it again and again and again in his group. And every time that you play it again, you get like you will uncover notes from the previous party who died. And that, yeah, and that builds off of what you were saying, uh, Jupiter. Where it's like that this house has a habit of being snowed in every season mm-hmm. so for some for some reason and then like that's like every time we start up a new game it's a bunch of new characters with their own models their own like their own new names or something like that yeah i mean i, I imagine the character models would be like they would have like the you know open world game style npc character generation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
of just like get these random face bits together. Let's go. <laughs> but every <laughs> time you hit lot. those notes, I think that they're like dated. And so mm-hmm. like the way that we can keep this story moving and evolving past the players is like every time you find a note, maybe the first time you do the run, the year is dated 2000. Mm-hmm. Every time you do a run after that, it's 2001, I 2002, see. 2003. Mm-hmm. So as you're playing the game, maybe you and your friends are like, hey, guys, somebody from the fourth run said that they left a bunch of goodies in the cupboards of Mm -hmm. the dining room. And then the other people would be like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Good to know that that person did that at that time. I I have a question for you that might be kind of that would be kind of cool is say this game starts in 1980. And mm-hmm. it's going to take you, say, roughly 30 times, 30 runs to get through this. So it would become 2010 by the end of that. Every time you do a run, maybe the technology that you have with you changes. So, like, mm-hmm. in 1980, you don't have cell phones. But once you get to towards the year 2000, now you have cell phones. So that can help you communicate during the course of that run better. It's Just a trying horror to... story that evolves and like gets with like the times. more solvable with the times because yeah. you've done more runs, you've unlocked newer things. Yeah. I have the ability to have a cool taser now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and uh, previous generations, sort of like Rogue Legacy style, can mm. uh, like go and like open up shortcuts in the cabin that future generations can use. And uh, like one run, they axe down a door that will be accessible like three years from now or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. even though like, like, say like there are these floors, like the cabin, like has the starting place, the like entryway. And then there's something like deeper than is humanly possible to build uh, is like the bottom. And there are these like, checkpoint floors but in between it's randomly generated but if you get to like the checkpoint floor you can like open up a shortcut and skip a whole section of the cabin which i love there's something so creepy to me about a bait like the start of every run begins in the basement, let's say. And it's just the idea of going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with every run. But just like the idea of a hole that has no bottom just is mm-hmm. very terrifying. But also like that just satiates this whole like lizard brain thing of like, I got to find out what's at the bottom. I got to yeah. find like and I feel like this game really needs that. Just like it, th- there has to be that motivation to go yeah. through th- this game 30 times with your friends. Yeah. And what I love so much is we still have the knife and hunger meter. So yeah. no matter how many times you run through this, you're going to hit that point where you say, all right, we One ain't getting any further. I'm going to die of hunger or I'm going to stab you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know what, what is I- the... We, Draw we need straws, that. man. Like, this a little bit kind of reminds me of Castle Crashers, which at the end of every Castle Crashers level, when you got to save a princess, you would just kill each other and see who got to give the kiss. Yeah. What do we? Ins- what is? The, what <laughs> does the murderer get? Right. Like we not only do we want to incentivize that, like we want to kill our friends so that we can eat their bodies and live a little bit longer. But mm-hmm. what does that get me? If I take the knife and I kill you both, and I'm the last one alive, what do I get out of that? I, I, I think- don't know. I think it's like I, I think it's like interesting of like it would be collaborative by way of competition in that you're like the goal is to just get as far as you can and find mm-hmm. the bottom and like that is the psychological drive that like that 
and that idea of like you would kill somebody and eat them just to be able to push a little bit farther and the, that weird like cosmic horror sort of thing of like what is the unknown is like right that like finding the answer will drive somebody insane but it's but, but it's like knowing the but answer alone isn't going to make me want to stab you two but like, we'll find the answer together. I need a reason to stab you every 20 minutes. Well, because mm. you, your hunger meter will go down. I don't think that food, like we were saying earlier, that food would come up in some of these rooms. Maybe it does. Sometimes, rarely, mm-hmm. if you really search for it. But like you can't share it. You can't even like... You can't even trade it into somebody else's oh, inventory. So it's some just... people backstab other people of like, right. hey, who and... ate the? You'll have those scenes of like, hey, who ate the two extra things of food in here? Mm-hmm. But my question is like, what keeps us from? What keeps the three of us from being like, okay, well, I know you two are fine, but I'm low on hunger, so I think I'm just gonna go ahead and let myself die and consider this a wash for this run. I think I that's wonder... fine. I think that's a fine impulse to what? explore. This is a horror game. It's not like you're supposed to be exploring that like that that it inch that, like, that secret psycholo- desire could, to stab your friends that could psychological, you do a thing in, like <laughs> that psychological you, space you know could you do a thing like there was a game that i played for, i only did one run of it sadly but i've always wanted to play more of it it's called hidden agenda at mm. the beginning of every game because it's a collaborative like timed event sort of it's it's like if Until Dawn was a group game and every person who was playing it was given a hidden agenda, some sort of <gasps> goal that they can't share with anybody else at the table. Mm-hmm. So what if you do something, you introduce an element like that. It's like, hey, during this run, you need to do this or you need to yes. get this. If I do, I get a secret agenda at the very beginning of the thing. And maybe my secret agenda is like, don't die first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. From there... Like it's something a to something thing, right? to instigate conflict is I, really yeah. what it is. I here's my thing is that I think that one of the advantages of horror games is that they can be like inaccessible <laughs> mm-hmm. and like not have a progression system and just be like mm-hmm. weird and a psychological event you have with your friends. Yeah. Um and I don't know. I don't know that it needs a progression system for me. What if That's we did fair. something like this? Though? I, I so there isn't there isn't a progression isn't... system here. If you don't mind, AJ, yeah. I think I, I think I have a good idea with this. So it isn't a progression system, but you two things will happen. One, as you go further, maybe you discover different biomes. So like that's something that drives people. So like yeah. each level of this hole that goes nowhere becomes different. But we could also yeah. do things where there will be cutscenes where the group gets separated. So maybe oh. there will be there will be like two separate game or two separate like situations happening at the same time, or maybe everybody gets separated. Mm-hmm. So could you do something like that to where it's, now it becomes an experience rather than like always a group discussion? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I really like that, and and also I really like the idea of like this is like. Uh, I, I do want to get back to the second half, but I am stuck on the first half of mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you go on, it's just like this cabin is clearly still being made of human materials, but it's looking more and more like a natural cave structure. Ooh. Yeah. Like it's becoming petrified wood, basically. Yeah. And like, like there are like stone bricks shaped into like cave mounds and stalactites and all sorts of shit. Uh, 
and it's just getting like deeper and deeper and weirder and weirder. And how is this structure even possible? Like I, I like having that like visual, like what the fuck is down there? What is, what is going mm-hmm. on? Like, I think that that is really like a big psychological goal. And I also do like the idea of getting, of people getting separated and having to do other stuff. I think that's great. I, I'm trying to think of like, like, cause you just mentioned like building materials and that got like my brain cogs going. What if, I don't know how it would happen, but maybe the whatever entity is at the bottom of this hole is luring people in there because the people themselves are the building materials of this weird, like, monstrosity. So, like, that's the reason it exists every year or people come to it every year because it's like the whole, like, like, say this this entity was born a thousand years ago. And when it was born, it was at the very top. But the more people that come to it, the Mm -hmm. deeper the hole gets because they're the ones making the hole deeper. So the ending of the game, when when you and your friends finally get to the bottom, you uncover this unknowable, impossible entity, and you just... There's no fight. There's no nothing. There's just a cutscene of, uh, like, them walking into the kiln or whatever and becoming the building ingredients. Yeah. Uh, and then like, like this, this journey has driven them mad and willing to sacrifice themselves. Right. Something to that end. Right. Of just Ooh, like, yeah. And, I like that. Uh, and then, then the game closes and you can't open it again. <laughs> we did it. We solved the riddle. Holy shit. You know, this would make it like a really cool one-off for like a tabletop RPG too. Ooh, yeah. Just like just figuring that out together. Oh man, this is really cool. This is really fucking cool. Jupiter. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like this one. Yeah, okay. same. But uh, right. now we're at now we're in ten minutes. N- now, okay. now we're in. Nug now territory. we need to choose a nug. <sighs> now, does nug okay. territory mean I can eat my my burrito? No, it does not no. mean you can eat your burrito. You <laughs> absolute fucking madman. <laughs> we need to decide I, which one of these we're gonna ship. Now, here's the you, problem no. for me: is that mm-hmm. I really like. I really like the cabin game. I think it's really good, but I have mm-hmm. been thinking about the Fatal Frame Pokemon Snap since Same. we started. Same. I, I mean, the way the way we do it is um, guest gets final say. So we we will go with whatever game you want to go with, Jupiter. Oh fuck! No, come on! <laughs> no. Okay. No, okay. We'll like vote. what? Well, I mean, we can go I around the, the table. I vote the Pokemon one also. Okay. You think for so? For what it's worth. Okay. I and kinda, my, main, I... my main reason is because, you know, when we come to moments like this where we've created something so fucking radical and we want it to exist and we've created a slight abomination, we must turn back to our mission statement. A cool game that should not be made. Hmm. A game that makes you eat your friends is a, is a cool game that should not be made. That is a cool game that should not be made. Here's my here's my thing is that I do want the Pokemon Fatal Frame game to be real and I want to play it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's uh, sort of where I'm at. <laughs> okay, here's a better question. Which one do we have which one do we think has a little bit more legs for us to to develop a little bit more? The Pokemon Fatal Frame game or our four-player Dungeoneering game? It's it's the Pokemon game. It's the we Pokemon didn't really go... game. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I just want to talk about Pokemon more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, so, I think, I'm just thinking of less like, what Pokemon encounters could there be, right? Because this is just like, this is a linear single player game with straightforward objectives or, or like there's like puzzles and stuff. But like, I think you find. I think the I narrative think isn't found li- isn't found in in uh, what's it called? You have to piece it together. Like right, I feel right. like the the joy of Lavender Town is going where you want when you want. When I and then when like, I say hey, you found. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Finish your sentence. Oh no, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, that was basically it. No, please yeah. go ahead. Uh, just like. Yeah, when I say straightforward objectives, I don't mean that like the narrative is straightforward or that you're just handed it. I'm. I just mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. just mean like. You're in a house, you want to get out of the house, is more like my mindset of what a straightforward objective is in a horror game. Okay. Well, what I think we have the luxury to do with a game like this is we can take a hat from one of my favorite ghost adventures, um, Mario, uh, not Mario's, uh, well, Mario, (laughs) Luigi Mario's Mansion. Mm Mm-hmm. So I mean, Luigi Mario's mansion was, had this interesting system where, like, you had to j- jump, go through this mansion, and every kind of wing or major section of the home was kind of influenced by one major ghost. Right. Yeah. And oh, I could fuck. be wrong, but I believe that Fatal Frame had a little bit of a similar system. There were major ghosts that kind of influenced a whole section of the game. Right. Yeah, so like, and so what I'm imagining is a second. We could break our town into sections like this. There could mm-hmm. be a building that is maybe majorly influenced by a Gengar, and so there's going to be little hauntars and ghastly through the whole thing. So okay, there's going to be. So the you go. the progression of this game, like the levels of like, it's a 3D game. Like I, I think it's probably like fixed camera. Is mostly what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, like I think you're thinking fixed cameras, like the Fatal Frame thing, right? Yeah, where you like, have to wrestle with the where the camera was placed in every room. Right. I think in Fatal Frame you can maybe move the camera around. Or at the very least, when you're in I first th- person, you can see. Like you can move it around. I yeah, thought it, I thought it was third person uh, in the later games. If I remember I think correctly. it is third person in the later games. I think maybe the first mm-hmm. couple were fixed camera. I'm not sure. But anyway, like mm-hmm. close camera, but you can like you can look around. It's a full 3D environment. So you start off and you're in the forest going towards the Lavender Town. And from wherever you are in the town at all times, you can see the the tower. The tower is always looming. Yes. So is the, and then I'm thinking like the story then becomes, are you going to each of these locations to get something that will eventually give you access to the tower? Right. Like you're finding like the six keys, like the six keys or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think like either like lit- you're getting like literal items or like you need to defeat the major ghosts to like get rid of their ghost energy that will let you you know be able Do to even catch touch the major the ghosts. Oh yeah! Oh, you catch them in pokeballs. That's correct. You're absolutely mm-hmm. accurate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you catch the major ghosts, and they will help you get further along in the tower. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Are you saying like the final boss battle would be an actual Pokemon battle with all of the ghosts you catched? <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! There you go. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, but that would yeah, be really cool. Yeah, you're uh, so like the first area is like the forest path, and then you get mm-hmm. into like I don't know 
town central. You got to go to a spooky library at some point. You got to go to the graveyard. A haunted pokey stop would also be pretty fucking oh, weird. Oh yeah, yeah, a, a, a fucking uh, Pokemart, yeah, or or yeah. Poke Center. The one where you heal, yeah, like the one where you yeah. heal the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like an idea of like, because it like it brings that like haunted hospital vibe mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they're. Like, I might need to make. A, should I pull up a list of ghost type Pokemon so that we can kind of yeah, help yeah. plan out some of this town? A hundred percent. Oh, we're gonna. Turn, so, this is gonna so be a long episode now, actually, because I'm very invested yeah, in no. building out so, a so town. Let's, let's say, let's say, like going off of the idea that the final battle is a Pokemon battle, and how many Pokemon can you carry on you at one time? It's six, uh, six right? Six. Yeah. So, so let's say there are six areas in this game because each mm-hmm. area will give us a Pokemon that will have for the tower yeah is that okay that roughly that was that, that way kind of gives us a rough like spine of how many areas we need to come up with mm-hmm. so i will say maybe it's not like a straightforward pokemon battle but you do like it is set up that way but like we're mm-hmm. still using some of like the gameplay stuff of like oh you have to send this pokemon to do this to the final boss which will give it like an exposed weak point that you can flash with the camera or whatever um mm-hmm. something where you're still doing <gasps> something Actually, I have an idea. So maybe it's not a Pokemon battle because I'm trying to think of like, because now that we were just talking about that, I'm like, wait, this is supposed to be like a pictures game and we got to come back to Professor Oak so he can cuss at us. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe what Professor Oak does is he analyzes the Pokemon that you captured and takes a power of theirs and gives it to your Rotom. So that's oh, how you get upgrades. That's oh, so I, you no, not that's you not only come back to Professor Oak for the pictures, you come back to him for your upgrades. That's perfect. yeah. He gives you a little TM for the Rotom. That rules. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. can hey hey can the final boss be Gigantamax Gengar? I was about to say Gigantamax <laughs> Gengar definitely comes in pretty high for like a good final boss. I was also trying to think of other like ghost type legendaries, and the only one that I really got is Giratina. Yeah, but Giratina Giratina is too chill to to be here. I think he's he's just like <laughs> he's like kind of spooky, but he's mostly just like a chill dragon in his alternate universe. Although, oh, actually, there's also oh, 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 Marshadow. Oh. Oh, no, actually, no, I'm sorry. So, in, like, these, like, PS2-ass horror games, like, somebody's always trying to bring a god from another dimension, or trying to, like, birth a new god. What if... What if the ghost Pokemon are trying to merge the real world and the ghost dimension, and they, to do that, they have to bring Giratina... Into the real oh, world. Fuck yeah! There we go. Yes, they're trying to like bring Giratina back from yeah. the top of the tower. Yeah, and yes, and so and it, some Pokemon it, lore here too. Uh, when Girat in the final boss area or whatever, when Giratina is brought in, it's in its origin form, not its altered form, signifying that this world is enough the ghost world for it to be in its original form. This rules. Yes. Fuck yeah. So is, I'm trying to think of like, if we're still running with the idea of like maybe kids are being lost here, are the ghost Pokemon offering those kids to get Giratina? Is that like the fuel that they're collecting for this? Like something like that. I think it's vague. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, we see children walking into Gigantamax Gengar's mouth. It's a tunnel. Gigantamax Gengar is definitely one of the last levels. I definitely yeah. love this idea of like 
a, a one of those final zones that there's just going to be an ass ton of ghosts oh. at because it is like a Gigantomax Gengar that has like, you know, has Hauntars and Ghastlies actually causing a big old ruckus Wait. in this one big hotel. What if, what if the, uh, the fight against Gigantomax Gengar, like it starts out and you're outside of Gigantomax Gengar and you're trying to do anything, but it's just like, what do you do? This thing is massive. And then it eventually, like, like in the same way that, like, the kids went into its mouth or whatever, you do, too, and go into, like, a weird ghost world. And yeah. it's, like, this it becomes- extra psychological weird zone uh, oh. in the game. Mm-hmm. So what what are some other, like, levels that we can really dive into to kind of assign some Pokemon? We, so, we mentioned, like, a haunted ghost you, area you have to have or a haunted, haunted forest. You have yeah. to have a haunted gym, like a, like a, a gym that's a falling gym. apart. Yeah. Like, it's like, Ooh. it's all, like, all the all the wood is, like, rotted and, like, oh, now you the, could fall through now the, the floors Now the gym will shit. definitely be dominated by the Marshadow, which is a fighting ghost type Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> This this um, is, I don't this know area. what the level would be like to get in there. Maybe there's an Aegis Slash, which is a Steel Ghost type Pokemon. It's the cool sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh fuck yeah! Yeah, I like the Ooh, idea. An old cat, an old castle on the hill, and mm-hmm. all the ghost Pokemon in there are like medieval weapons and like suits of armor and shit would be pretty bitchy yeah, too. Yeah, like like it would be kind of cool if just like like yeah, as the game is progressing, like this portal above the tower starts to expand and more and more of the ghost world pops in. And like Yeah. And then like more and more Pokemon that aren't from Lavender Town or Kanto start showing up. Uh mm-hmm. and yeah, and I'm sort of imagining like like uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night style, an upside down castle just sort of pokes from the portal in the sky. Whoa, and you've got to explore yeah. it upside down while uh, dealing with all of these like medieval ghost Pokemon and Chandelure and stuff. This game rules is oh, the thing about rad. it. Rad. Uh, oh, whoa. I, I'm just reading. I guess Giratina has their own, like, has an alternate form. Like, the origin yes. form looks yeah. fucking, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what they were beautiful, saying Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. I didn't know, I didn't, I thought it was, the model was the same. This is radical. Uh, I think. Uh, okay, so first area is, like, mostly, like, normal. You're in the forest going to the town. You... Yeah, I think that it's like Sableye and maybe like a couple Ghastlies, well, right? Yeah. Like little I, dudes. I, I, Just a couple little dudes. I think you get a hint of a Trevenant, but you don't actually fight it yet. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. our introductory set piece. It's when we're starting to get into the town. Mm-hmm. The town's going to be like pretty open, similar to like one of the earlier Fatal Frames or the Silent Hill games. Mm-hmm. And you're going to realize like, okay, I can get into these different zones. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like different like levels. Yeah, but like the 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 town map you can wander around. Uh, but like I once you're in an area, you're in an area like a dungeon. I. Th- I think that maybe the first spot is going to be like a Poke Center or a Poke Mart. I think Blake yeah. was right on the money on that because that's the that's going to be the first place that we check out in a Pokemon game. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Now, like get, um, get a read on everything. Yeah. Now this is going to be a this is a good opening like set piece the Poke Center because the Poke Center is small like that's an enclosed mm-hmm. space and like you're just putting the player in this enclosed space with suddenly a bunch of ghosts. And you're like, okay, get used to it, fucker. 
So what are we mm-hmm. going to see in there, though? I'm imagining, like, a couple, uh, maybe, like... Mm, I think, like, Mimikyu. Like, maybe some Drifloon. Maybe a Blastophon. I, 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 have I have an idea. No, nope, so not Blastophon. I, think, I feel like the moment they get into the Poke Center, or the Haunted Poke Center, that's going to be our inciting incident that things are not as they seem here. So what mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, one thing that always scares me is, like, um, there's a term for it. It's, like, it's... Uh, where you see a building, but you go inside it, and it's much bigger than what you thought it was going to be. Impossible geometry. Impossible geometry. So, yeah. like, say you walk in there, and the first Pokemon you're going to meet is something that can fuck with your perception of reality. They're so maybe that kind of gives us room. some... They're using Trick Room. They're using Trick Room. There you go. There you yes. go. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. So maybe oh. and that's where we kind of get the idea that, oh, there's no people here. And Pokemon are running amok in in places, and then maybe you also get the vibe that things are not being well kept, and oh, they haven't oh. been for a long time. Oh, oh, so oh, maybe oh. this is like something that's going on in the background. Okay, so What's, what you got? What you got? What so you, got? you walk into the Poke Center because you you have your partner Pokemon, which you haven't even fucking talked about yet. You walk into the oh, po- shit. <laughs> you walk in. Uh, well, no, it's Rodom, right? Sorry, it's Rodom. Yeah, it's Rodom. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, sorry. There's so much going we, on. We haven't really fleshed them out. Besides, they get new powers. Yeah, <laughs> they're locked in your uh, thing. Mm-hmm. They get new powers, and they get, uh, you know, d- 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 magic oh. door unlocked. Okay, but you're trick got, you're... room D trick roomy right. stuff. You, you get into the Poke Center because you're like, oh yeah, Poke Center is like in the anime at least. Like they have places for humans to stay like like hotels sort of Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so like that's where you're going you're like oh i need to stay here for the night like the poke center is a good place to do that and you walk in and it looks like a normal poke center and there's a nurse joy uh uh, behind the counter but as you like start to talk to her you slowly realize that she is like I don't know. Like in the anime, there was a ghastly who who pretended to be a human woman. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, just, yes. it comes off very mannequin, very yeah. like fake and stiff. Yeah, and you know, for Gen One's pretty limited on the amount of ghosts that they had. So I definitely think that starting off with like a ghastly haunter Gengar situation would mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Mega Gengar isn't used until much later in the game. Actually, mm-hmm. I think that Gen One only did have that evolution chain as their ghosts. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it. I think it was just yeah, it was just them, and yeah. So it starts off, and it's like yeah, just Gaslies, just Haunters in the uh in like yeah at the in the opening you get like the hint of a Trevenant, and people who don't know Pokemon will be like, oh okay, weird tree ghost. Uh, but yeah. people who do know Pokemon are like, wait a second, that's not supposed that's to be not here. Canto. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it. And then I think it'll. We'll have to start introducing other Pokemon very quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the second zone that you would unlock would be the forest, and that's where we can have our Phantoms, our Trevenants, our Pumpkaboos, and our right. Gorgeists. Okay, so I, I, where is Professor Oak? <laughs> He's back at home. We I feel just like have he'd to walk back. Well, I, I I was thinking about something. It might be there's two ways where I think we can do it. One, it could be that this takes place in an already existing region, and Professor Oak is like well, down you mentioned the train. Lavender Town. That's is, Kanto. Yeah. So I'm well. I'm I'm just think I'm just using Lavender Town as a backdrop. It could I think it could be any town that become spooky but you could do a thing where this is all taking place on an island that way this world does have like peri- like a like perimeter 
Like you can't escape yeah. it. So like the the events of this game are going to determine the fate of this island or something well, like that. There is something that um, that the video game uh, Siren does, which is set in this like small Japanese town, where mm-hmm. once the, once shit hits the fan. Uh, people like go to the edge of town and realize that what used to be there, like forests and roads and shit, is replaced with oh. this gigantic red sea. Mm-hmm. And I think that we could oh. do something similar. Oh, yes. yeah. How about how about this building off of that? So the moment you get something like something you want to bring back to Professor Oak, you go down the trail and it is blocked off. But because you cleared out the Poke Center, now you can like have like a FaceTime call or something with oh, Professor Oak right. from the Poke Center. Yes, so the Poke Center beca- the, the Poke Center can become your base of operations yes. for the rest of the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is fantastic. Oh yeah, and uh, you could you could FaceTime him and he'll be like, "Hey, that's a really shitty picture." Yeah, but he'll be like, "Keep taking him. I'm proud of you." <laughs> Zone three would be our gym. Uh, yeah, you mentioned like having like night statues at a big manor. I think that we just consolidate those and just make the gym like kind of like one of the more threatening areas. I think that ends with a marsh shadow. I think it's where we see some Aegislash and some maybe. I think. How I do y'all think feel I, about getting Golet and Golurk? Uh, in honestly, there? Much I feel like bigger. I feel like the looking. gym should be the thing you're working towards right before the tower. Like okay. the mm-hmm. gym is like level f- or like area five and because right. I don't know like in Pokemon games like you're always working your yeah, way to yeah, the yeah 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 that's a good point so yeah. we'll yeah. we'll go ahead and move Aegislash and Golurk to- and Marshadow okay. towards the back end of the game okay I want mm-hmm. one more and then we can go ahead and put a sticker on this one that says done yeah and ready to I go. mean we do need six areas we did say that uh, mm-hmm. so there's the there's the introduction area that's more of a tutorial. There's the Poke mm-hmm. Center, which is the first real area where I guess just like the major ghost there is just Gengar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Then you go back to the forest to try and meet up with Professor Oak. That's the second area. Trevenant is the is the lead. Then I think probably Graveyard. We, a graveyard ooh, would graveyard work. Would we can get a cool. spirit tomb in there. We can get maybe, oh, maybe it's like a really cold graveyard, and that's where we can get some of those ice and water ones. Thrillist, yeah. Jellicent, Frost it should be. It could be like um, a lake of some kind. Yeah. So like you have to you have to journey back into the forest, and there is a lake of mist that you need to go in. And yeah, maybe there's some sort lake. of, yeah, like a haunted lake where you have to like go out on a boat because there's like an island in the center of the lake that you need to go get a piece of information from or something. Mm-hmm. So like like you oh that'd be I, I don't know the idea of a spooky f- fog covered lakes is pretty rad yeah that's fantastic i agree with uh, you so i i have i have one a, idea a, oh, a wanna... spooky lake would also give us a little bit of sand so we could throw in a sandy gas or a mm-hmm. pole of sand yeah uh i and, and then i do really like the spooky upside down castle <laughs> This, wouldn't that become the tower basically like once you once you ascend the top of the tower it becomes Maybe, the upside down world oh okay so here's what happens is that uh at cert at a certain point in the story the tower rises up into the sky uh t- more towards Ooh. the portal and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and the castle comes down so the only way to get to the tower is to go through the castle which means that you have to do two levels in a row without going back to the Pokemon Center. 
Uh, I think really stressful. I like that. So would you would you do a thing of like, say you died? Would you just wake up in the Poke Center and you lost all the pictures that you took? I think if you die, then that's just game over and you start from your last save. Okay. <laughs> yeah, very okay. archaic save system on this I, game. Yeah. I have one side thing I'd like to to, to propose. I mm-hmm. feel when I look at Fatal Frame, the thing that I felt that they utilized to make it really scary was all of the side characters getting killed off. Mm. I think you should do you should int- maybe we can introduce that there are say a pair of ghost hunters in the town and they're on their own adventure and you kind of run into them occasionally but okay. then those people die and become a pokemon so that explains to us as the player that oh people actually become these ghost pokemon okay <laughs> so like and they could become a boss maybe so it's like yeah, these sure. gag characters become an actual boss or something you need to deal with at mm-hmm. some point if they die in the lake we could have a really fucked up delmise that like is different in that it maybe is like two delmise fused into one mm-hmm. Or, or if if there's like you know a more of a maybe in the graveyard or something, uh, they could be yamasks, and we could see their faces on the mask <sighs> that the yamask carries. Holy that, shit! Yes. See, you, I like yes. I like that. It's like because you get like some sort of notification or something. It's like, hey, you know those two people, those two chuckle fucks. They've been they've been taken hostage by ghosts. And when you arrive at the graveyard, you find out it's already too late, mm-hmm. and you either you might need to put them out of their misery, or maybe there's like some options for this game. Like maybe there's like different paths you can take, or is it? I don't uh, know. Maybe, I, yeah, I, I think I, it's very linear. I, think I don't think linear. there's many choices. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think yeah. that maybe there's choices, but they're like useless ones, like Bioshock Infinite. Like mm. you can give them a coin that's different. <laughs> yeah, that I, did affect things. It made it made certain parts of the game easier or harder depending on what you did. Mm-hmm. So did it didn't it really? really affect the story, but it affected um, playability. Wait, the coin you okay? Mm. Yeah. At least I'm. You're talking about the one with the Lutesses, right? No, I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I thought there was a useless coin that you gave the girl in the dress. You mean um, Elizabeth? Yeah. I think we're just about done here. Then. Yeah. We got oh, we we to come up with a name. Yeah, there needs to be a title for this one. <sighs> Pokemon Snap. Again. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, Pokemon is obviously the first word. Yeah, because that's just the naming convention. Hmm. Um. What are some of the Fatal Frame game titles? Yeah, that's like, a good, ooh, that's a good yeah, question. Let's, let's look into yeah. this. We can just slam like, them together, what, huh? Well, not not necessarily that, but we get like an idea. Okay, so Fatal Frame Two: The Crimson Butterfly, Fatal Frame Three: The Tormented, Fatal Frame: Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, Spirit Camera: The Cursed Memoir. So, okay, so it could be something like... Could we just call it, like, Pokemon Lavender Tower? Lavender Tower? <sighs> that's not... That's not bad. It's a it's a starting yeah. point, I think. I was mm-hmm. thinking, like... Uh, <sighs> we can lean into the upside-down castle thing. So we can yeah, be, like, I, uh, poke, Pokemon in the upside-down world, or Pokemon in the upside-down... Uh, I like the idea of the castle being of a, a like late game like reveal, oh, okay. blowing so your mind sort of thing. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. What's the name of the Pokemon Tactics game? Pokemon Conquest. Yeah. What if this is like Pokemon? What if this is just like Pokemon Ghost Dimension? Ghost Dimension. <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
Ghost Dimension's not horrible. I I kind of my my problem with Ghost Dimension is it feels a little bit on the nose. That's, yeah. yeah. I, I feel I feel like we I think we've crafted something here that is has a lot of layers to it. And I think I feel like we could have some more oh, of like a poetic You know what? Yeah, so so you know, this is sort of like like I was saying like way earlier now. Uh, this game is sort of like akin to like how Tokyo Mirage Sessions is a combination of Fire Emblem and Shimagami Tensei, and it does not convey that at all in the title of the game. So okay, yeah. So what if we just call it <laughs> something completely different that is like very hyper specific to this game, like uh. Okay, so it'll <laughs> so it'll it'll be called it'll be called the Lavender Tower, uh, Pokey hashtag FF. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Lavender Tower Poke FF. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a game, that's y'all. A, that's a game. I think that's a game. <laughs> a little bit longer than most of our sessions, but I think that's because we just spent, spent we got it, so invo- invested in Pokemon. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I, it, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that this is what this was. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah! So no, then this, with this is, what's up, AJ? I think with this we can go on to patch notes. Yeah, hell yeah. Jupiter, you ready to go? Patch notes. Patch Question notes. mark. Let's go. <laughs> sure. What? I so pa- tripped over my notes. words, and when I did trip, I just continued <laughs> no, no, tripping. I, uh, no, I got that, and that's all good. Okay. <laughs> what, am I, what is this, and what am I doing? So uh, patch so notes pa- is just our closing comments. Okay. We the, in. Uh, for guest episodes, it's just that's where we uh, tell everybody like where they can check out your content. And oh stuff yeah, like for that. sure. This is gonna be where you plug all your stuff. Hell yeah. Well, uh, so you can find all of my stuff all over the place. I do so much. So uh, <laughs> primarily, uh, if you want just like links to all of my stuff, the uh, easiest place to find that is. Uh, on my Twitter at help uh, at Jupiter from Hell, and uh, in my it's pinned good. tweet, it's I good ha- handle. Thank you. In my pinned tweet, I have uh, links to all my stuff, and then in my website, I have a little uh, card that I have all my links in. And I do three podcasts. I do Artificial Ghost Radio with my friend Miles, where we dive in and try and find obscure music by giving each other. Uh, challenges and themes to try and find weirdo obscure songs what the second podcast that i have is called deck of friendship which uh maybe counter to uh everything else about my aesthetic and brand is about anime and i don't swear whoa yeah Whoa! Really? N- yeah. No. There's no swearing in that show. There's no swearing in that show. It's it's a PG show. Oh, dip. Oh, dip. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a show where me, my friends Ray and Joy, 
uh, at LRA13, who was on the show in a previous episode, and at Marvel Cantus. She streams, uh, 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 she's a Twitch partner, does fantastic streams, fantastic work. Um, uh, review anime episode by episode, and specifically, we are we talk about anime that are based off of real life games, stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh, stuff like uh, eventually stuff like Digimon and uh, like Bakugan and all sorts of stuff. Uh, we in the future uh, will only be covering uh, children's anime. But uh, right now, as we're transitioning into that, uh, our current season is Log Horizon, which is a very interesting and very challenging anime. <laughs> uh, and it's a, it's a laugh riot. And then the third podcast that I have is Enchanting Aspects, which is me and my friend Amy uh, diving into uh, singular tiny little details in the art that we love. And just highlighting them and bringing them to the forefront and talking about them and why they're important. Uh, and yeah, those are those are my three podcasts. Uh, definitely, definitely check them out. I love making all of them. And the place where you can find me most often is on Twitch. The Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Jupiter. I stream four times a week. I have a lot of fun series. I stream with... Uh, uh, a couple of games with my friends, uh, Yakuza Zero and uh, Paper Mario the Origami King, uh, with Joe and Amy, respectively. You've activated my sleeper cell code <laughs> because I can talk for literal hours about Yakuza. Yakuza is great. <laughs> Yakuza Zero is fantastic. Those what? all sound like really amazing projects and really amazing things to definitely check out. And Blake and I definitely advise checking out more of your stuff. We we're, we're definitely gonna. Oh, I was sorry. Uh, I'm I sorry. Saying, I, I, there's some times where I'm just like talk. I'm sorry. There's some times where I like I accidentally talk and then I realize because it's the delay. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say that we're gonna have all of horrible. your stuff linked in the comments below. I mean, in our uh, in the podcast description. If any of you want to oh, check yeah. this stuff out, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, oh, with that. Oh, sorry. I oh. I, I do have one final thing to plug uh, that I forgot okay, to mention. Uh, so uh, uh, this episode is gonna go up before the tenth, right? Yes, going this up will be going Tuesday. up on Tuesday. Yep. Okay, perfect. Uh, so uh, the sorry, the last thing that I want to plug is uh, I am going to be doing a charity stream very soon. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, I'm going to be doing a charity stream on Saturday the 10th, uh, starting at 2 p.m. and going until I pass out. It is a practice charity stream <laughs> for a bigger 24-hour charity stream that I want to do uh, that will be going up probably in November. Uh, and the charity is going to be... Uh, I'm going to be supporting uh, the Portland uh, PDX Bail Fund that okay, will... Yeah. Uh, that helps people who have been affected by the police violence uh, going on in Portland and all over the country... Although this is very specifically Portland because that's where I'm from. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh no, shit! Me, <laughs> I'm from the same neck of the woods. Oh, I shit. was in a little town outside of Portland. Oh shit! Hell yeah! Um, 
uh, helps people uh, get out of uh, uh, out of jail who were wrongfully arrested, and also they are replacing uh, damaged property that was damaged by the police and helping lawyer fees and all of that. Uh, just you know, a a really uh, useful good cause uh, for for yeah, people around here. That's a really um, kick-ass cause. I definitely do recommend pushing that, and I'll definitely make mm-hmm. sure that I share that around on my channels too. Thank you. Uh, yeah, same. And if we want, uh, let's uh, let's share it on the Spiritual Suck Twitter, AJ. Yep. That oh, way, yeah. that people we'll can find it easily. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll have an official announcement uh, before this episode goes live. Uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it'll be it's a it's just a practice charity stream just to see how long I can go. Uh, oh, I didn't even mention what game I'm playing. I started up Final Fantasy VII Remake as a stream series, and it's not as great of a stream candidate as I would like, even though I really enjoy the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I decided that since I'm switching up my stream a lot, uh, that I would just finish that game all in one sitting for a charity (laughs) stream. (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, uh, Saturday the 10th, starting at 2 p.m., going until I pass out. All donations uh, go to the PDX Bail Fund. That sounds amazing, and we'll definitely share that. Thank you. I think with that, we're going to go ahead and close the show out. Yes. <laughs> As always, our intro and outro show is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. Jupiter, thank you so, so, so much for coming in and doing an episode with us. Yeah. This has been an absolute blast. Yeah, thank you Are for you having kidding me. kidding me? Thank you for having me. I had a wonderful time. <laughs> as always, I've been your host, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. And as sometimes, I'm Jupiter. <laughs> this has been Spiritual Successor. And these are cool games. That should not be made.